monsters. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another rounding episode of Murder, Horror, Monsters. Uh, my favorite companion, as always, is Skloon, <gasps> and she's just feisty today. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> <Feisty>. <laughs> I mean, you're always feisty, uh, let's be real. Why? It's <laughs> Hello, I'm in this ash, and I love ash. <laughs> did you, did you have a moment where you were like, and now I don't know what to say? I was told I was feisty, and now I don't want to do anything anymore, and I hate this. Don't, don't at me about it, okay? <laughs> don't at me in front of all of these people. <laughs> All of our viewers. All of our viewers. Don't at me twice in front of our viewers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm the feisty one today, apparently. Yeah, see? Ash is feisty. She's pushing the feisty blame on me, but she herself is feisty. Listen, it's been a weird day. (laughs) I am coming down from a migraine of almost 48 hours. I think, I think that's just my brain telling me that I should be a little feisty. We should all be a little feisty. Yeah. Be scrappy. Be feisty. Scrappy. Go out. Put a little scrap in it. Fight the night. Go into the woods. Find a creature. Fight it. No. If we've learned anything from (laughs) our murderino goddesses, it's that we should never go into the woods. Go into the woods. It's where all the fun things are. Stay out of the forest. Go fight that creature at night. It's really there. You're not imagining no. things. Go, go. <laughs> Didn't you literally say a couple of episodes ago to not go in the woods because of S. Walker? Don't listen to me. Other stuff? That was a fake clue. And then this is real clue. Go last, into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and last episode, we talked about Pukwudgies and how <laughs> they're in the woods and we, they're like little pranksters who like to knock on windows so now you're telling everyone to go out there we haven't even covered the jersey devil or bigfoot and you just leading these people into into the wilderness listen 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 i've decided lately i've been much too docile i need to be more violent in my life so go to the woods go fight the creatures in the woods and you're saying you're not feisty today (laughs) okay maybe a little bit (laughs) Called out. Called out. Damn. Called out. So. Caught in 4K. Depending depending on how you want to live your life. You can live your life by my favorite murder rules, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, and you can stay out of the forest. Or you can live them by, apparently, our rules, which are go into the forest and fuck that cryptid up. Yeah. Fuck it up. <laughs> Fight them. <laughs> Challenge you them to the cups. You. <laughs> Good day, good sir. <laughs> I am here to challenge you to fisticuffs. I fought in Let your general direction. <laughs> Let me roll up my sleeves <laughs> and pop a squat here. Here. Oh, goodness. I bite my thumb at you, sir. <laughs> your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. <laughs> How many times are we going to make that kind of joke? Um, it's my favorite. Forever and always. What do you mean? 
It's supreme it's joke. It's my favorite. Yeah. It, <laughs> the joke to end all jokes, yep. essentially. It's, it's, it's the one. It's the one of still staying at the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. So how are, how are you? How has the week been? Um, busy. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the week didn't even happen, if that makes sense. Because it's just, it was just super busy one thing after another and then now it's a whole nother week and I'm like but where'd it go? Yep I know exactly what you're talking about because Friday night I had like a really quick procedure uh and like I went and visited the doctor and then immediately went for like a girls weekend which was a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because that's where my migraine came from, like sleeping on a bed that's not mine mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So like, I'm usually like home <laughs> during the weekend and not going anywhere. So the fact that I did something, like I feel like my whole week was shifted. I feel like I didn't have a weekend, even though that's not true at all. So I completely understand like the feeling that it's a whole, like you're missing time. Yeah. Time just was gone. Yeah, just didn't happen, but at the same time, did happen. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I think it also happens a lot of time, like, when you're doing long stretches of doing the same thing. That's because, true, yeah. Well, I remember being in lockdown a couple of years ago, you know, during the start of the whole pandemic, and because I was working at a bar at the time, we weren't open. So I didn't have any job. I didn't have anything to do. So I literally would just wake up. I would clean the house. I would like eat a lunch and then I would be on the computer or like try to do some schoolwork at the time. And then I would just repeat that process day in and day out. And I felt like it was just one long day versus separate days. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. You would, mm-hmm. I feel like you'd go, like, I know, like, a lot of people went, um, I don't want to say crazy, but they went a little crazy <laughs> in lockdown. Like cabin fever. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely a very real thing where your whole, your whole mentality changes, your whole emotional and mental aspect changes because some people are not used to being alone all of the time and some people mm -hmm. don't want to be near their families all of the time when when you are forced to be alone it's a whole different ball game like you can just be like i want to be alone today and you're just like la di da beautiful day by myself but if you're like forced like you cannot see other people it's horrible (laughs) Mm -hmm. you get so dependent on seeing other people to give you entertainment essentially a sense of purpose that when it's gone you don't know what to do with that you don't know how to accomplish that yeah and um little fun fact about the sclue here i got a really bad case of covid so i had to be put in a hospital and uh, mm -hmm, on a breathing machine and stuff like that and i was in there for maybe like a week and a half in all day every day I would see a person maybe three times a day and that was the only interaction I got so I was like super alone (laughs) 
It, it, that is it was horrible. so sad. Yeah, I, I went a little I loopy know. towards the end. I was so happy to go home. Well, that's also another thing where hospitalization, hospitalization, who hospitalization psychosis mm-hmm. is a real thing. Yes. And that's when you're stuck in the hospital for so long that you start having like some mental degradation Mm -hmm. like you either don't know where you are you don't know what's going on you are just angry at everyone you're starved for accompaniment like all these things so yeah yeah i I definitely understand yeah and it is it it sucked because it was during you know the lockdown so like i couldn't have visitors all I had was my phone mm-hmm. and stuff. So my one friend is a nurse, and she would tell me stories, which didn't help. But I understand she was trying to help me. But she would tell me stories oh. of, like, patients actually hallucinating because they were alone most of the day and, like, well, just stuck in I there. Mean, and I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's also one of those things where you're like, all right, I'm not the only person going crazy. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. You like sort of validation. Yeah. You know, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's what she's like. It's perfectly normal because I was like, I was very like, I, I need to go. I need to get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to trip out this window. <laughs> I'm just charging myself. I'm taking the ventilator with me. Yeah. Thank you goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry that I didn't know you during that time, no, but no. I'm glad that you're here and that you survived that because I didn't know that fact. Yeah, and well, it's it's pretty good because in, in a weird way, it pushed me to start streaming because I was always scared of streaming and then I was like, oh, I might not, you know, live that long. So let's yeah. do the things I want to do. Kind of jumpstart pretty much everything. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people either need or end up having that completely changes their whole perspective. Like, it's the typical, what is it, a uh, lifetime movie thing yeah. where they're not saying you were but like they're a horrible person and they're just so grumpy i mean it's the christmas carol oh it's the christmas carol yeah it's the christmas carol where they're really mean or they're on just the wrong path of life and then all of a sudden either they have a come to jesus moment or a near-death experience someone near them has a near-death experience and they completely do a 180 or they go on that cross-country trip that they've always wanted to do. Just just all the things that they were scared to do. Or not scared, but they were just nasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and became a better person. They became, and then Christmas was saved. <laughs> what does is, what is, uh, little Timmy Tim Tim say? God, God bless, bless us, us, everyone. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the... And the end. Cue in the Christmas jingle music. Beautiful. Side note: the Muppet Treasure, uh, Muppet Treasure, mm. Muppet Treasure. The Muppet Christmas Carol movie is one of my favorite. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Christmas Carol movies. And then along with that, one of my favorite movies was Muppet Treasure Island. Again, Cabin Fever. That whole thing. Damn. Makes sense. I love the Muppets. It was in there. <laughs> Kermit Defrog is my favorite Muppet. Is he? Well, that and um, Swedish Chef. I love Swedish Chef. Swedish Chef is incredible. I love Sweetums, the big, the big boy. Yee. 
I absolutely love him. And then uh, I really love, um, oh, what is his name? Beaker. Oh, Beaker, yeah. <laughs> Beaker. Just can't say a goddamn thing, but beep, beep, beep. And meep. he's my favorite. Me, 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 Yeah. Uh, Free entertainment? Yes, please. Yes, literally. I love, I don't want to say putting on a show. Clearly, I'm an entertainer of some sort. But I do just love being in an area where they don't care what you do. Like, it's the whole point of that area that you're in. True. Universal, they expect you to be goofy and, like, talk about Harry Potter and Halloween Horror Nights and make all these jokes and stuff. And then Disney, they expect you to be a child at heart and sing Disney songs and, like, scream whenever, you know, your favorite Disney character comes along. Like, it's just a good time all of the time. If... If I ever go to Disney World, I have one one big thing I have to do. Uh-huh. I have to locate Goofy, and I have to give him a hug. Okay, well, that might not happen during this point in time. I have to locate but Goofy. But maybe in another year. <laughs> Gooby! Gooby, no. Gooby. Do you have a preference of which Goofy? No, just a Gooby. So, like, it doesn't matter if it's a Christmas Gooby, a Halloween. It... Nope. Regular, regular Gooby you want to hug. I'll take any Gooby. I can make that happen. Yeah. And I want <laughs> I want to go buy an Oswald the Rabbit plushie because he's my favorite. He's my favorite thing in Listen, the whole world. Listen, you only had one request, okay? No, I no, can't... no. Two requests. <laughs> Two requests. Uh, getting a little... It's the magic kingdom. Little, you know, dreams come greedy. true. We will make sure that when you come, we will go to Disney and we will get you your items. I'm, I've am i never went to Disney. My cousin uh, is an only child and they went to Disney like like almost every year when he was a kid. So like he would bring back oh, wow. stories and I was like, oh, I just want to I just want to go to Disney. I want to go. It's, it's the most beautiful place on earth. It's the most beautiful place ever. I want to go. As someone who not only worked for Disney, but had pretty much lived on Disney property, mm-hmm. I think I've gone... I know that I don't go as nearly as much as someone who has, like, an annual pass and was, like, a lover. Like, there are people who go every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but as someone who pretty much has lived in Florida their entire life... It is a wonderful journey, and it's much better to experience it as an adult, yes. in my opinion, yeah. than it is as a child. Mine too, because I feel like everyone that I've talked to who went to Disney as a kid doesn't remember it very well. Right. And then there's also the people who, like, if you go because your family could only afford when you were, like, five, but you were too short, you couldn't ride half the rides, yeah. or half the rides are broken, or... You know, you wanted to do something, but it was not your age, like, appropriate. Yeah. It's not as much fun. Whereas now you can make jokes with the princes and princesses and the characters. You understand, like, who's friends with who and stuff. And, you know, you have that adult capacity. Like, if a ride's down, hey, the ride's down. Do you know when it's going to be open? No. Hey, you know, can I get... Like a fast pass ride, like a some I don't know if they still do it anymore, but they would give you if you were in line or like about to be in line, they would give you a uh return to ride at any point in time 
fast pass so it would be like you can just get on the ride when it opened up again so that was really nice um yeah but yeah i think it's just better because now you can drink if you want to drink you can get the good food you can understand where you want to go what you want to do yeah and you can stand in line with 27 plushies and buy them all with no regret i mean your wallet will have a regret no regret (laughs) (laughs) my friend bought a um there's a stitch crashes collection so the idea is stitch is crashing into your disney movie and so he isn't blue He's got, like, specific colors or items on his plush um, that matches the movie. So my friend was looking for the Mulan one, which I don't think is actually out yet. But she ended up getting the Pocahontas one, which is, like, a really pretty pink stitch. And it had, like, leaves and feathers sewn into his ears. And he had, like, the colors of the wind all over. And I was like, this is so cute. I can see myself buying every single series that they come out with with him. Yeah. Like, they're just adorable. I don't need to. (laughs) I don't. But I can see that I would want to. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready to dive into our meat and potatoes of the episode today? I'm so ready. I'm excited. Well, joke's on you. You're first. Ah, less excited. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> it's okay, I'm excited. I get to be both excited. Yay! I'm excited, I'm so excited. Don't worry, don't worry. I just get weird. Even though we've done this, what, like, nine times? More this than nine times? Nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, I have so much performance anxiety right now. But it's <laughs> fine, I'm fine. I just need to chill out and do the thing I'm meant to do. <laughs> It's also kind of like you, there's such a anxiety of like, are people going to like the story that I picked? Yeah. Are people going to like how I deliver the story? Do they want it given a little bit different? Do they want this? Do they want that? So I completely understand how you feel about that because same. (laughs) Listen, I was never the talking person in our group projects. I was the art project. So I, I'm sorry in advance. I did the arts. I never talked. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say just from, you know, obviously being with you, you know, I feel like as our episodes have progressed, like not just our quality has gotten better, but I also feel like our comfortability has gotten better. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I feel like I talk a little less and you talk a lot more. <laughs> It's just so like, I feel like we're balancing out. Yeah, we're, I, I feel like we're just getting over the, okay, this is, I mean, obviously this is a podcast, you know, we gotta talk and stuff like that, but it's more like it we're just hanging out and telling stories to our our friends, our, our viewers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Our viewers, mm-hmm. people who listen with their eyeballs, listen, that's how it should be. Listen with your eyeballs, look with your ear holes, let's <laughs> dive into the story. <laughs> you eat with your nose and you smell with your mouth. Good. Good. Yeah. Done. Print. Yeah. Think with your arms, lift with your brain. Let's go. Oh. Yeah. See, no. We're now we're too we're too far now. Too far too deep. Too deep. Too deep. 
Because now what do your legs do? They're, they're just they're just legs. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't they just kind of dangle. <laughs> they're just they there. They don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the legs, which are the tree trunk of our existence. Yeah. They hold us up. Ooh. Literally. They and fit- literally. Figuratively. Did you did you know before oh. I stopped talking? Did you know that the reason why we are bipedal, meaning we walk on two feet, mm-hmm. versus our monkey brethren who technically walk on both hands and knees or hands and feet mm-hmm. is because of our butt crack? What? Yep. So little, little um I could be horribly wrong but from what i remember in my biology classes and everything is that the way that our butts are designed having the crack and then the fully formed gluteus maximus like how big our cheeks are essentially (laughs) the crack itself gives our legs ample space to move back and forth and hold us upright whereas our you know brother and the monkeys their cracks don't go nearly as far as ours do, and therefore they are incapable of moving their legs to the extent that we are, so they have to use their hands and arms to um, counteract that. Huh. Ta-da! We got deep I crack. could be talking out of my... Yeah, I could be talking out of my cracked ass right now, but I am, <laughs> I am like, 97% sure... That is how my memory has maintained that piece of information because I thought it was the funniest thing that we had a big ass crack because that was how we were meant to walk. <laughs> it is funny. It was my f- favorite piece of trivia. That is there you go. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. <laughs> Little extra piece of knowledge. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, Okay. In that case, mm. this frog has a deep crack <laughs> because we are talking about the Loveland Frogman, and it is a bipedal creature, meaning has a deep crack. <laughs> um, also known as the Loveland Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you were like. Speaking of butt cracks, yeah. segueing right into the story. Look at that. Gave you the perfect bouncing point. Yeah. Before I have to tell you, I promised I tell you. I hate frogs. Oh yes. Before I let you please the share story any further. Please share. <laughs> Side note, guys. Before we start the podcast, Skloon told me what she was doing, and I was like, "Great." I hate frogs, so this is going to be especially creepy to me. And she asked why, and I said, I'll save it. Yes. So I'm so excited to hear. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, and I used to not mind frogs. They're frogs. They don't really do anything. But as a teenager, um, I was about 13, 14, and we were living in Florida, where they're everywhere. And my sister, who is younger than me, just has this thing at this age where she would just find creatures and put them in her pockets. Mm -hmm. Or she would be like, oh, look, things grab and hold on to them. So we obviously, as sisters are, would prank each other on the regular. So I either had made her angry or she was just feeling a little trickster that day. But I was leaving through the garage And she was standing there with the garage door open. 
And she literally stood there and she was like, think fast. And she threw something at me. And of course I was like, ah, what is that? And like, I turned my head not knowing what happened. And apparently she had a teeny tiny frog in her hand. And therefore, when she threw it at me and I turned my head, said teeny tiny frog got into my ear. Oh no. Yes. I had a meltdown because all I could imagine in that moment was all of those stories about how cro- uh, cockroaches get into your ears oh. and like you eat like eight spiders a night and yeah. all these other things. And I was like, I'm going to have a frog living in my ear forever because it's never going to want to come out because it's terrified. And I had just a breakdown and that frog was in my ear for like a couple of minutes like longer than it should have been and it eventually came out after some crying and like leaning my head to the side and like my sister helped try to like scoop it out a little bit like she was trying to like use her little teeny tiny fingers and like get it out Mm -hmm. but ever since then I know that it's not the frog's fault however just the thought of a frog flying at my face in that moment ruined frogs for me so I think they're cute I will look at pictures of them. I will look at them behind glass. I just don't want them anywhere within my vicinity where they can touch me. Mm. I don't want it. I will have a meltdown. That's understandable. I Listen, (laughs) we have a lot of those teeny tiny frogs around. And in summertime, we used to go scoop them up and like catch a whole bunch of them and like hold them and cradle them, Mm -hmm. play with them and stuff. Um, but this also reminded me of another frog story I heard that might give you nightmares. Are you ready to hear it? (laughs) I have no choice. Give it to me. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. So some years back, I don't know what company it is and I'm not going to say a company I think it is just because I I don't want to, you know. I don't want to start bad blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I heard on the radio that some lady somewhere in the world was drinking a nice, a can of soda and her soda tasted really weird so she started dumping it out because it tasted really bad and inside somehow a frog jumped into it while it was being packaged in this disintegrated inside the soda can you know this story reminds me of the of the rat story oh yes same same thing um this is why i don't get sodas from a vending machine uh literally the same thing there was a story about a woman who uh i'll say the company name because there's there's scientific proof about it so like this way people can research it but supposedly this person grabbed a mountain dew can out of a vending machine and was really upset because when they were drinking it a rat tail um or no a fully formed rat was in their soda and they had a meltdown about it and they went to court and it was like this huge thing. And I watched uh, the court proceeding where they were literally like, hey, it's physically impossible for a rat to be in there because if the rat is in there for longer <gasps> than 30 days, the acidity in the soda will eat it completely. Okay, I remember there would be this. no trace of it. Mm-hmm. I remember that part because I was like, what? What, Mountain Dew what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They literally were like, if it's in there longer than 30 days, there's no possible chance that anything biodegradable would be there 
it would be gone. And I saw someone on YouTube, and y'all can look it up. It's I think it's like Mountain Dew rat experiment where a person put a rat in like a mason jar and they left it undisturbed, covered in Mountain Dew for, I think they did 45 days. And when you have it, the Mountain Dew itself turned like red, uh, but the rat looked fully formed on top. And then the dude dumped it out. And as soon as he dumped it out, the form of the rat literally disappeared because it was only there because he didn't disturb the jar. And it just went everywhere and it was completely gone. The only thing left was like a piece of the tail. Oh my god. Science. I can't believe there was a frog story to that one too. Yeah, that's crazy. Never drinking soda ever again. I'm gonna go to Taco (laughs) Bell and get me a ba-ha-ha-ha-ha blast. So about your story. Listen, I love Mountain Dew. Don't 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 hate us, Mountain Dew, okay? You make Mount you make Baja Blast. I love you, okay? If it if it makes Mountain Dew feel any better, I purchase uh, 96 cans like every month minimum. Yee. I get two 48 packs because that's all my partner drinks. Mountain Dew good. I have water. But yeah, he drinks he drinks Mountain Dew all the time. So we love Mountain Dew in this house. Yeah. I'm just saying there are stories yeah. about rats and now frogs. It's, it's, so, it's so cool. It's so cool. Anyway. <laughs> It's just fascinating. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm done interrupting. Nope, I'm no, done no, interrupting. We're getting Go. sidetracked. Ready. We're getting sidetracked. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the Loveland Frogman, also known as the Loveland Lizard, is a cryptid that lives in Loveland, Ohio. Mm. Um, they are bipedal frogs with deep cracks. They have, <laughs> <laughs> they have leathery skin as well as webbed hands and feet. Uh, a frog-like head with wrinkly skin on top. It stands, supposedly, at about four feet, lives in rooms in the marshes in the area, and is able to survive the cold winters of the region without having to hibernate. That's Four feet is either a really tall frog or a really short person. Right? <laughs> that's that's definitely an interesting height. Yeah, true. Who let this toddler out into the marshes? That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> The frogmen apparently have physical ability to use sticks as tools, but they also use these sticks as a sort of wand that's, that emits sparks. Uh, this means the frogs may have an ability to control electricity in some way. Hmm. He's just a wizard frog. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I've been practicing my Harry Potter. Yeah. Ibikadibi. <laughs> 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 Man, we watch way too much TikTok. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> uh, the Loveland Frog has four sightings. One in 1955, two in 1972, and one in 2016. Hmm. In May of 1955, on a lonely stretch of road, just on the outskirts of a small town known as Loveland, Ohio, a businessman who was unnamed claimed to have witnessed three bipedal reptilian entities gathered by the side of the road. The man pulled his car to the curb and watched the creatures for about three minutes. During this time, he noticed that these strange creatures stood about three to four feet tall, were covered in leathery skin with webbed hands and feet. Their most distinguish- distinguishing characteristic, however, was they had frog-like heads, which had deep wrinkles where hair should have been. 
Just as the man was about to leave, one of the creatures suddenly held up what could only be described as a wand above his head. The businessman claimed that sparks came from the stick-like wand, and then he fled. He didn't want any of that. That guy sounds like he had a great acid trip. (laughs) That's... (laughs) That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's not just one frogman. It's a party of yeah, frogmen. Yeah, there's a gathering of frogmen. No, thank you. One I thought was bad enough. A gathering, a conglomerate. I'm not about it. Yeah. Mm-mm. They just have a little club. I want to be a part of the frogman club. No, I, I want to stick I'm already a part of the mothman club, and I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, but you can be a part of more than one club. I don't, not with frogs. We are the cryptid society. <laughs> I'll represent the frogman. Don't worry, Ash. <laughs> okay, you can represent him. Okay, okay. I'll represent my new favorite. Yeah. Besides Mothman. <laughs> yeah, who will be coming in future episodes. Yes, we're mm-hmm. not spoiling that because no, it's no. the best. No, no, no. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another sighting at about 1 o'clock a.m. on March 3rd, nearly 17 years after the first report, a police officer was traveling alongside Riverside Road heading towards Loveland, driving slowly due to the amount of ice on the road, when he saw what looked like a dog by the curb. When suddenly the animal darted in front of the car, it forced the officer to slam on his brakes in order to avoid collision with the creature. Once the police cruiser came to a halt, its headlights fell upon a prone animal. The officer said in a span of seconds, this creature crouched, it looked very frog-like, then stood on his two legs, stared back at the policeman, ran, scrambled over the guardrail, and then scurried down, disappearing into the Ohio River. Oh. Quick boy. The officer in question described the creature to be about three to four feet tall. He also claimed that it had skin of a legendary texture, just like the previous um, sighting. Another officer investigated the scene later that evening. He saw no sign of the creature, but had reported there were scratch marks on the guardrail where the creature um, supposedly jumped over. Hmm. Um, two weeks later, another police officer this uh, named Mark Matthews also spotted one while driving into Loveland. He thought it to be an injured animal laying on the pavement. Matthews climbed out of his cruiser with the intent of removing the carcass from the road as it was uh, still icy. Didn't want no accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he went to go move it, the creature abruptly lurched upwards into a crouched position. Taken aback by the frogman's appearance, Matthew unholstered his revolver and took a shot at the creature, which then proceeded uh-huh. to hobble over to the side of the road, step over the guardrail, and while keeping an eye on the officer, fell down into the river can you just imagine the creature that you shot and you're hoping is injured hobbles over like across from you and just glares at you as it (laughs) topples over the edge of something like that's petty (laughs) you thought you were gonna need you got me but you were wrong i'm the frogman In the, <laughs> I was imagining Trash Man from All It's Sunny in Philadelphia with your boy. The Trash Man. I'm a trash man. <laughs> <sighs> yes, that's how I imagined the Frog Man would talk. In the Frog Man. Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Uh, strictly, all of them are Danny DeVito. <laughs> 
Amazing. Canon. We are now creating our own storyline. I am about it. (laughs) In the years that followed these events, off, off, hold on, officer Matthews now claims that the animal in question was nothing more than a large reptile which escaped from its owner. But maybe this was due to the origin of the frogman's story being met with skepticism by their superiors. Was his change of heart about what happened due to the ridicule of the original story? Or did it actually happen? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Dun dun. (laughs) And then in 2001, in an email interview, he again changed his story. It said that it was blown out of proportion. Um, The skin was not leathery or wet like he first said. Did not stand up like he first said. The animal he saw was obviously some giant type of lizard that got too big for an aquarium, escaped, and he ran across. Hmm. I feel like he's like, no, I don't want to be picked on anymore. What are you hiding, Matthews? (laughs) What are you hiding? Mm -hmm. The last sighting of the frogman was in august 2016 and was cited by sam jacobs and his girlfriend that were out playing pokemon go (laughs) yeah Yeah. our people our people they claim simply that they saw a giant frog near lake that stood up and walked on its hind legs but uh the location of the sighting of this frogman in particular casts doubt on its authenticity i was cited in since Sincita? I don't know how to say that. It was not Ohio. Oh, like it was in a different state? Hmm? Yeah. What, they saw it in a different yeah, state? Yeah, it, it wasn't in Ohio at all, so everyone was like, hmm. Oh. Sketchy. Clearly, the frogmen only reside in Ohio. Yeah, and they're all Danny <laughs> they DeVito. They cannot be anywhere else. Yeah. They're all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some say frogmen are still out there, while others believe to be just a tall tail blown out of proportion and made into an icon, that of the lake of Mothman in Point Pleasant. Oh. So I guess in uh, Loveland, they have Frogman merch, is what I'm hearing. All right, hear me out. If there really is Frogman merch, I'll take some. Okay, okay. Let's go! <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll take okay. some. I will say, when you're telling me four feet tall and wrinkly forehead, all I'm picturing, and I know it's probably horribly inaccurate, is... Have you seen the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp? Yeah. Okay, the Oompa Loompa, <laughs> Roy Deep. Yeah. I know they purposely, like, adjusted his height with, like, CGI and everything to make him much smaller than, like, his normal height. But, like, that's the kind of thing that I'm imagining. Just, like, kind of bald, has some, like, weird wrinkles at the top, you know, has, like, an old man figure. I mean, not that Roy in that movie was old, but, like, that's what I'm imagining is, like, a little bit more froggy and a little bit more hoppy, if you will, and just a Danny DeVito voice yeah. the entire time. Yeah. What a boy. I like it. What a boy. What a boy. Yeah. Look at this boy. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, my sources are cryptids.fandom. I love cryptids.fandom. Listen, every cryptid I've done has cryptids.fandom <laughs> in the source. Just you expect have. it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Charlson... Ter- charlestonterrors.com wlwt.com wikipedia and fox19.com 
Yeah. I would love to have like that acapella group of frogmen. Yeah. Like you saw um, the movie Meet the Robinsons. Yeah. And how the technically the mom in the movie she makes all these frogs sing. Yeah. That's what I'm now imagining. They're gonna be their own acapella group. Their little frogman quartet and it's gonna be amazing <laughs> all danny devito oh, all danny devito and he can have the most beautiful pitch perfect senses of all time yeah. mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. thank you for giving me another horror what do you mean as always Look at this boy <laughs> he's just vibing with his stick people are trying to shoot at I... him listen he didn't do anything yeah the fact that they automatically would shoot at him is a little ridiculous yeah. to be honest like, first of all, first of all, you don't know what that is. Why would your first go-to be to shoot it Yeah. and maybe enrage it? <laughs> yeah, even if it's like a giant iguana, Yeah. why would you shoot it? The only thing that I can see you trying to shoot is like a Kodo dragon. And I don't think they have Komodo dragons in Ohio. Yeah. Unless it's an escaped like zoo animal, you know? Yeah, true. Ugh. Oh, police. Police. Police, police. Police, police. Police. Well, my story does not involve any frogs, but it does involve some famous stories from Ohio. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So, uh, very excited. I took a little, I took it a little easy today, but I wanted to give a little combo flavor action for you. You know, like pretzels and cheese filling. Ooh. The combos out here. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I used to love is the pepperoni pretzel ones. Yeah. They never make them ever. They only now make the cheese flavored, and I don't understand. But the pepperoni ones were the best. Yeah, they were. I'm sad that they're gone. Only. Hold on. Before anyone like, oh, they make them. They make them in cracker form. They used to make them in the pretzel form, and that's the one that they don't make anymore as a combo, which is upsetting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just needed to clarify that before we get like a, but they do. <laughs> I know they do. Just not the one that I want. You can hear the keyboards typing. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> our, our viewers are like, hey, first of all, how dare. How dare. How, how dare. dare. Uh, so... Not much can be known or found regarding the 1800s that one would normally not find in history book. You know, the end of the Civil War had the United States begin domination as an industrial force. The established companies and forces started expanding while the birth of steel manufacturing, uh, gas and petroleum refining, and electricity industries happened. Uh, With more railroads having been built, it did pave the way for a booming economy in even the most remote and isolated of areas, you know, like where your frogmen lived. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There were some difficulties as well, including many unemployed workers and farms facing strong competition with decreased prices for farm goods. Uh, Transportation changed from horsepower to steam-powered trains, city trolleys, and even the birth of the gas automobile. 
Ohio would be become increasingly popular as most settlers were farmers, and in the 19th century, Cincinnati would actually become known as the pork processing capital of the U.S., a.k.a., and I put this in here for you, Porkopolis. <gasps> yes. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> There's also a name later on in the story that I almost didn't put in because I was like, oh, it's just something that, like, it's just filler. But then I remembered that I put Porkopolis in here, again, also filler, and I was like, I kind of have to put this name in there, <laughs> and it's great. I'm anyway, so excited. <clears throat> as uh, time grew uh, on, the city and obviously the state became known for many things. Uh, Skyline Chili, the Rock Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Hawking Hills, and Cedar Point. Uh, Superman was created here, golf balls, the phonograph, and again, the first powered automobile were all invented in Ohio. Uh, While famous inventions and these sites were among the popular searches, uh, there are actually quite a famous hauntings as well. Some haunts people travel hundreds of miles to see. One of the most famous haunts uh, besides the floating arm of a truck driver who was driving near a cemetery and crashed, is of a young teenager who is seen crying by their grave, roaming the area they are buried and where they died. And this is the true story of that young spirit. Uh, now, mind you, real quick, I'm going to touch back based on that floating arm. The truck driver survived. Apparently, the story is is that he was driving by Salem Cemetery, I believe, or Belmont County Cemetery, Mm -hmm. and he crashed his car, and his arm got severed off, and he obviously lived, but the arm, like, there's a ghost arm that crawls along uh, gravestones, like... It uses, it's like the thing. It's the it thing. like uses its oh fingers God. to like walk across. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's an interesting ghost story. Yeah. Like, ghost arm. Ghost arm. Uh, one of the many settling families in the 19th century Ohio would be John and Mary Fox. They had a farm located about two miles from Sewellsville. I hope I said that correctly. John and Mary had three children, an oldest daughter who was unnamed, uh, but married to a man named Wallace, uh, Louisa, who was 13, and the youngest, William, or Willie, who was six. Uh, Not much was said again about the oldest daughter, and very little was said about pretty much anyone. So I, I tried my hardest to find anything and everything. I think I had like 15 sources that all pretty much said the same thing. So I kind of I shorted it up, but I tried so hard to find just more details about any of the family and, and there really was none. Um, but little Willie would be the chaperone for Louisa, uh, who again was 13. Uh, whenever she was heading to and from work, uh, she actually was employed to do housework and chores for the Hunter family. Um, which was about a short distance from her family's farm, about two miles. 
Um, the young girl was thought to be beautiful and graceful. She was helping friends and neighbors, and she was essentially loved by all, including a man named Thomas Carr. Thomas was born on March 6th, 1846, in a small town near Wheeling, Virginia, named Sugar Hill. His family consisted of his father, William Carr, his mother, and four brothers and sisters. He was essentially, from what I could gather, like the middle child. Um, his father was abusive, and they ended up spending too much time... Uh, well, not too much. They ended up spending much time moving across West Virginia. And after having been arrested and associated with a murderer, John H. Burns and his accomplice, Oscar Myers, both were found guilty of murdering Mary Montoni. Did you like that? I left that for you. But also, can I say real quick that it's yeah. hilarious. It is hilarious to me that their last name is Carr and they live by <laughs> wheeling. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Never made that it connection so the funny. entire time. I was trying so hard not to be like, <laughs> Man, this whole thing is now just pun upon puns and I'm so happy I about it. it. I love it. Oh, this is my favorite thing about you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> John H. Burns, uh, the associated murderer, and his accomplice, Oscar Meyer, they were both found guilty of murdering Mary Montoni. And after having some issues with them, he tried helping John H. Burns, who was, uh, I believe, sentenced to death. He tried to, like, help him commit suicide by giving him poison, but then Burns was like, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. And it was just kind of a hullabaloo. But uh, essentially, Thomas's family moved to Belmont County in Ohio. And not long after their move, the 16-year-old Thomas enlisted with the 16th Ohio Infantry, and he served time in West Virginia. Uh, his time ended after about three months, and he enlisted with the 18th Ohio Infantry for three years, and another division after that when the contract ended. Thomas was arrested multiple times for misconduct, and he was actually sentenced to death on two separate occasions by shot. Oh. So he was just a bad guy. Like, a bad kid, essentially. Like, at this time, he was... Uh, well, I mean, he was 16 when he enlisted, and he was essentially in the military for at least four years. And just, he was a dick, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. He was just a dick. Um, he actually was forced to dig his own grave. <gasps> for one of the shootings like he was about to be shot and our 16th president abraham lincoln pardoned his death sentences after feeling pity for the young adult how insane is it that the president of the united states was like hey i understand that you're a child yeah. essentially i am the president and i feel pity for you <laughs> i am the president i'm gonna pardon you yes is is Abraham Lincoln the 16th president? Did I make that up in my brain? I'm not sure. I'm not. Listen. He's the 16th president. Mm, Who I... <laughs> remembering such things as president. He is the 16th president. My brain just was like, are you sure he's the 16th? And I was like, I researched this. <laughs> I have no room for Before president line. It's only full of TikToks and <gasps> song lyrics. 
I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that a lot. But also, how terrifying is it that they're like, yeah, dig this grave. It's going to be your grave. <laughs> and also, here's the thing, like, do they tell you that it's your grave? Do they just make you dig a square or like a circle would, like, for assume, that matter? Right? You'd just be like, this is a very gravy hole. And Well, there are stories about during horrible times of colonization and, you know, ravaging the land of minorities and the first Americans and everything like they made people and prisoners of war dig their own graves without telling them that they were digging Ah. their own graves because it was like long trenches and then essentially they were mass graves and they would all get shot so I think if you're being executed it's one thing and if you're being executed as a prisoner of war a different thing yeah I think Anyway, sorry, technical difficulties. I'm going to recollect my thoughts. And my thoughts are, yes, I don't know if they made, (laughs) if they, if they were telling you if you're going to be executed, if they made you dig your own grave with your knowledge that you were digging your own grave, or if it was just, hey, we're making a flower garden. You're going to be the soil, but we're making a flower garden, you know? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> in the nicest way. <laughs> so, um, Thomas continued his life in the army and then he eventually moved to Wheeling, close to his birth town. So, he was near Wheeling, he was born in Sugar Hill and then left and now he's back in Wheeling because he didn't want to go back to Sugar Hill. He mm-hmm. wasn't sweet, right? Yeah. Uh, he started a position in a brickyard for a couple of different people until May. 1867 uh one night he left work didn't say if he left work to like quit the actual terminology that the source used was escaped so i mean your interpretation (laughs) we all escape work at the end of the day escape escape uh But he left work, and while walking around town the next early morning, he met a German traveler named Joseph Eisele. E-I-S-E-L-E. I'm not German. I'm going to assume it's Eisele. I I could be wrong. Um, But he arrived from Parkersburg on the Steamboat Express. And yes, Express was literally the name of the boat. This whole story just made me laugh like half the time. <laughs> and it's now making me laugh now that I'm imagining like car and wheeling and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he actually stated that he left his baggage on the steamboat, uh, but that was the least of his worries. He actually wanted Thomas to help him kill, help him kill his friend, Alloy's Ulrich. They joined together, all three of them, and they started traveling along the Hempfield Railroad when Joseph snuck behind Eloise and hit him with a hatchet. Thomas grabbed a rock and hit him as well in fear of being Joseph's second victim. Eloise was beaten until Joseph provided the final killing blow with the hatchet and the two killers searched the victim's pockets until finding some money. Um, They said it was like francs and some paper money, but it was a big enough uh, find that Joseph gave Thomas the bigger portion of their ill-gotten gains, and they separated after 
leaving uh, the body in like a tunnel off to the side of the road. Mm. Although they may have crossed paths once or twice more, um, Thomas almost confessed to the murder, but they actually never met again. Uh, Joseph would end up becoming known as the Parkersburg Hatch Slayer, which I thought was an interesting thing. And maybe we'll do a story about him in an upcoming episode. Yeah. Um, But while the murder started haunting Thomas and guilt actually ended up forcing him to join the Methodist uh, Episcopal Church, Thomas could never shake it, and he moved from Wheeling to Belmont County, and he ended up working for Alex Hunter in a coal mine near Sewellsville, and while working, he met Louisa Fox. Now, Thomas would fall in love with a young girl, even though he was in his 20s. I believe at this time he's now about 22, uh, and he quickly proposed to her. Uh, Again, she's 13, and... This is kind of where the story gets, like, a little conflicting. So some stories say that the Fox's family agreed to their marriage proposal and that Louisa also had feelings for him. But they called off the engagement due to revelations regarding his temper. And some sources say that she never loved him back and the family continuously rejected the advances, stating that Louisa was too young to marry And his temper was just not agreeable, and they found out that he was super violent, and he had a drinking problem. Mm. Either way, he had a broken heart. Uh, Other sources would state that Thomas would visit the Fox Farm repeatedly to try and change the parents' mind, especially John's. Uh, But they stood firm in their decision, uh, and he eventually would just be continuously outraged and his violent nature would be more than apparent um there's even a little bit of sources that say that uh, louisa was just so upset because like he would walk her home all the time and she just thought that he was being nice but he would just consistently like make advances towards her and she was just over it and she kind of told her dad like hey can you please like tell him no like the whole like we're being really nice we have to be nice i'm a teenager yeah (laughs) i don't want to marry this man regardless of the fact that he's not like he's only in his 20s and he's not like 50 she still didn't want to marry him and i'm gonna stick with that story that's my personal favorite i'm gonna stick with that story because it just seems fitting that she just did not want to be near him and that she was upset spaghetti so uh louisa would actually be ending her employment with the hunters soon um, and the opportunities to see her were diminishing again thomas would continuously stalk louisa trying to bribe her with gifts and as such seemed uh worrisome to the point that louisa's employers would ask her to stay with them until they could take her home by horse and a chaperone. So they sometimes would be like, he's getting a little too touchy-touchy or a little bit too, like, demanding. Just stay with us. We'll take you home, you know, in, like, an hour or so. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. 
Uh, Louisa knew that her walks home weren't long and there were also many homes nearby. She felt perfectly safe. And on January 21st, 1869, Louisa started returning home in the late afternoon, around four or five o'clock at night, after completing her tasks at the Hunter's family farm. Uh, again, Thomas had previously walked her home many times, so he had known how long it would take her to pass certain landmarks. He pretty much knew her travel path, like he knew where she would go, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, her younger brother, Willie, uh, would meet up with her on the journey home as he was sent after Thomas had actually demanded for Louise's hand by going back to her father and banging on the door and... John, again, would say no, and Thomas, again, asked for her hand, or else. Or else? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, while walking with her brother, Thomas would catch up to them. He would stalk them down the path, and he would try to block her path, asking her to stand and talk with him. Yeah, he kept trying to uncover her secret lust for him. Um, And Louisa would actually end up being so scared that she would literally run away when she was feeling unsafe. So there would be moments where he would trap her or try to steer her in like a different direction. And she, from the the stories I saw, that she would kind of be compliant to like a certain point. And then if it would get too much, her and her brother would just run. And then if they felt comfortable again, they would stop running and then it would kind of repeat that process. Yeah. Yeah. Which is disturbing to think that a 13-year-old and a 6-year-old are being tormented by this possibly deranged 22-year-old because he's madly in love with her. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. During the final stretch of their walk home, thinking that they were safe, Louisa and her brother passed by a chestnut orchard. And Thomas reappeared, having hidden beside a fence in the trees, and he requested Willie uh, to continue the journey home so that he could talk to Louisa in private. Again, the differences here is that since she was in love with him, they had kissed, and she was just sad, and she was stating that her family disapproved of their marriage, and therefore they couldn't be together. But again, my personal favorite, um, that they didn't kiss, as she didn't care for him. Um, Or that he did force her because, you know, she's 13 and he's 22 and an army vet. And therefore, like, she has no strength against him. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, she still denied him, still rejected him, saying that that they would not be together. Um, But again, either way, uh, Thomas pulled out a razor and proceeded to slit her throat from ear to ear. with her bone, her neck bone, almost visible. And then he ended up stabbing her a total of 14 times. Oh my God. We went from zero to a hundred. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. I tried also looking up, I swear there's a term from a slicing the throat neck, uh, like ear to ear. And I can't, I can't find it. I don't know if it's called like the Joker smile. well, the Joker would be cheek to cheek, ear to ear. Yeah. Um, I I just, I swore that there was like an actual term. And I don't remember. But the point is. I also kind of think uh, there's a term. Now unless like, we are thinking that it's the cheeks. 
Yeah. Because wasn't the Delilah, the black Delilah, uh, wasn't she also a smiley? The smile slit to slit, ear to ear? I don't know. There's so many, <laughs> so many murderous things, so many true crime things that they don't need nicknames. Yeah. They just really don't. But essentially, uh, he he murdered her horribly and viciously and when he was finished he threw her body in a ditch unaware that her younger brother willie watched the entire event from a distance and ran to tell his family how horrible how How horrible the fact that you're supposed to be the little man of the family and yeah. you're told that you have to protect your sister, like, this big mean man is trying, like, probably, like, this big mean man is trying to, like, hurt her. And, you know, maybe, maybe when Thomas caught him on the road and he was like, oh, hey, Willie, like, I just want to talk to your sister. Like, it's nothing crazy. Big old uncle, Uncle Tommy is here. And, him being a six-year-old was like okay and just continued like his journey thinking that his sister was okay and then stopped to turn around to be like oh hi bye to witness your daughter being sliced to ribbons essentially yeah it's horrible and i bet you he had nightmares for the rest of his life because who wouldn't oh my god i can't even Mm -hmm. imagine oh um John Fox, the father, ended up finding his daughter in the exact spot where she was left, just by the side of the road. Uh, They quickly gathered a search party for the murderer, who had borrowed a gun from a nearby house, stating that he needed to kill a rabbit. It is unsure if Thomas had another victim in mind, as one source does say that he was going to kill Mrs. Hunter, um, because she tried to keep them away from each other. Uh, there's also one of the uh, sources that I had essentially said that like he stalked outside of the Fox family farm where um, they had put Louisa's body and he essentially was just obsessing over her and how she was like the perfect corpse and how he wanted to be with her but there's too many people like he was very much in that mindset of if I can't have her, no one else can have her. And now that no one else can have her, she's perfect. Yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-hmm. Um, however, even if he did have another victim in mind, um, Thomas essentially heard all the search party coming for him. Uh, and he decided that he did not want to suffer the hands of the law and he ended up using the gun on himself by attaching like a pulley system to aim the gun at his chest and that when he pulled on it the contraption would fire the bullet into his chest oh my god it narrowly missed his heart and became lodged in his chest oh he heard the party uh bearing down on him quicker and louder so he proceeded to take the same razor that he used to kill Louisa, and he sliced his own throat, stabbing himself in the windpipe. Oh my god. Oh. He survived. He survived? Yes. 
he shot himself and he stabbed himself. Like, he stabbed himself in the jugular and he survived. Listen, you can't escape that mob. You gotta... That mob is gotta coming get got. for you. Yeah. Uh, the search party quickly patched his wounds and took him to court as soon as they could. Like, they didn't even give him time to properly heal. They literally bandaged him up, made sure that he was conscious, and took him to a judge. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, he was found guilty in June uh, 1869 and was sentenced to death after five days of an intense trial. During the year that Thomas was on death row, supposedly he was supposed to be um, executed in August the same year, but he ended up uh, doing to like an error in the documentation. It got pushed back to March. Uh, but while he was on death row, he was visited by young girls who were enamored by him. He confessed to 14 additional killings, uh, one of which we already know of, of Alois uh, Ulrich, and five attempted murders. He would be the one to start the rumors that Louisa was in love with him, and when they couldn't be together, she said she wanted to die. Uh, there is even a part stating that he complimented the scaffolding that was built for his hanging, and he had laughed at his own death sentence. And on March 24th, 1870, Thomas stood with a noose around his neck, proclaiming whiskey was what brought his end, how it should be banned, and how he was abused throughout his life. And at the end of seven and a half minutes, hanging by the noose, he became the first and only person to be legally hanged and executed in Belmont County, Ohio. Oh my God. Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. One of the sources, and I just say this just for, like, fact sake, uh, one of the sources said that his neck didn't snap like it's typically meant to do um, in a hanging, because that's how you supposedly do, like, an instant death. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, I guess his weight wasn't heavy enough or something with, like, the metrics, but he that's why it took seven and a half minutes, because he essentially was strangling himself on the rope. Uh, don't do bad things you're gonna get got (laughs) don't do murder yeah don't do murder he suffered guilt because he was like they're gonna get me for this one murder that i was an accomplice in and then he died because he murdered so just don't do it don't do murder uh louisa was buried in salem cemetery which was across the road from where she attended church and a short distance from where she uh, was murdered. Soon after the execution, many people would claim strange and unusual phenomenons. Uh, the vision of a young girl would be seen near Louisa's gravesite, crying or roaming the area, and with her burial site so close to the site of her murder, a similar ghost is said to be seen there also weeping. So she kind of roams between the two spots. Many people also claim Thomas Carr has been seen walking the site where he murdered Louisa, possibly trying to continue the act or repent, maybe. Um, and although, and though Louisa has a burial site 
uh, with a tombstone, she also has a memorial marker at the side of the road where her body was found. Both areas are maintained, they're groomed and very much respected, um, with both sites having small tokens such as coins, dolls, and toys to possibly appease the young spirit and the memorial marker on her um, the the memorial marker is engraved stating on this spot Louisa Catherine Fox aged 13 years 11 months 13 days was murdered by Thomas Carr January 21st 1869 Carr first murderer hanged in county mm. and that is my combo ghost story and true crime. That's like a smorgasbord of, of stories. It had a lot. I liked it. It had a lot. It's mm-hmm. horrible, but I liked it. it. It was short, but impactful. Yeah. And that's what we want on a fairly regular basis, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel uh, so sad. I want to go visit her ghost and give her, like, I don't know. I like a would love to visit her ghost. Yeah. yeah, I would love to visit her some like her little grave sites, and like give her like a little toy yeah. or something because that just sounds so sweet. Yeah, she never she never got to grow up, and that's the hardest thing. And it also like I didn't find out anything about like I said the rest of her family. It was all pretty much quiet. Um, but I her brother probably never grew up either because he witnessed the most horrible thing anyone can ever witness and like he probably was just so traumatized that he was just stuck in that that moment psyche yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's so sad <laughs> super super duper quick uh, my sources are Wikipedia, tried and true, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with Thomas D. Carr, uh, Murderpedia, um, also about Thomas Carr, uh, ghostresearch.org, uh, with their investigations uh, for Fox. That was a pretty good read. Um, visit BelmontCounty.com. Uh, they talked about the legend of Lady Bend Hill and the tragic tale of Louisa Fox. Uh, that was also another fun haunt to read. It's sad. It's super sad. So I didn't want to like go into that one on top of everything else. <laughs> um, but the legend of Lady Bend Hill uh, is piqued my interest a little bit. Um, the Pennsylvania Rambler.com, the murder of Louisa Fox, uh, waymarking.com, uh, murder of Louisa Fox, Egypt, Ohio, the intelligencer.net. A Tale of Love and Murder in Egypt Valley, um, and TheLegendsOfAmerica.com with a late life 19th century. Now, I will tell you, there's one of the sources, um, I can't remember if it was Waymarking or The Intelligencer, either one, um, or I don't remember. Point is, is this person was like so adamant that they were not in love like they were writing down how they were so upset about how everyone believed the stories that she loved him how um the media would cover 
the trial and the upcoming execution, but all they were doing was promoting Thomas's story and they weren't promoting any of the truth. They were just regurgitating whatever Thomas was saying. Yeah. So um, the author, I can't remember their name because I didn't write it down because migraine brain. Um, but essentially they were just like, don't listen to this bullshit she didn't love him. They had no relationship. The family denied everything. And I was like, good on you. Like, we're on the same page here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> same page. Same page. Same page. <sighs> it's time for the dessert. It's time Other for the dessert. Meat and potatoes. Time for the dessert. What is your schoonful for the week? Um... Hmm. Uh, um. Hmm. Listen, me and Ashley you know, been playing raft. That's my spoonful. Raft. I was gonna say, you know that we do this every week. I know, <laughs> I but like... you know, Ash, it's just been a tiring weekend, and it's hard to find things sometimes. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to, cause I'm also like, what am I happy about? Like, what is? Yeah, not <laughs> not to make us sound like, ah, oh, nothing, nothing is happy. But you, but you guys know, you guys know. It's just, sometimes like you said, just have a week, a week yeah, of just time blah. Is fleeting. Yeah, everything melds together. We have no idea. Um, but yes, like what you were saying, we've been enjoying so much non-true crime time. I don't want to say non-murder time because my favorite thing is telling Skloon that there is a bird in the sky or a shark in the water, something, and she goes, I'm going to kill it, and then she disappears. (laughs) I disappear and I come back with a new head and and I present it to Ash every time. Yes. The video game is survival craft in the middle of the ocean. It's essentially a less metal version of Waterworld with Kevin Costner, which is a great movie. I love that movie. Um, But we just have fun. It's just so much, so much of everything. And I love that I can be like, hey... I suck at shooting a bow and arrow in this game, and Skloon's immediately like, I got you. <laughs> and then just kills kills and everything. It's great. There's one thing I'm proud of in video games, okay? I have decent accuracy with weapons, and it's my pride and joy, <laughs> okay? I'm okay with that. Yeah. 100%. I'm okay with that, because I don't. <laughs> oh, I do have I'm a okay to pass that baton on. I do. Ooh, I do. Go for it. I do. Ash, my wonderful, oh. amazing uh, co-host here, she got me a mug with Mothman oh all over it. And I'm so excited. I, 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 I'm keeping it in its box, and I'm going to use it for our tea time. And then after, I'm going to wash it, put it back in the box, stay safe. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing I own. <laughs> I completely forgot that we never talked about your mug because yeah. it hap- it literally happened yeah. last week right after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's 
she got me a mug. Uh, it's my favorite thing in the whole world. I mean, I'm super happy that you like that mug. You're gonna have to take a picture of it and share it on Twitter for everyone to see because oh, it's yeah. a cute ass mug. It's on Amazon. You just type in Mothman mug, and it's one of the few that pop up. There's not a lot. That needs to be a demand, I think. More Mothman mugs. Frog, Frogman mug. Give about when we ever do merch. That's <gasps> like our staple is cryptid mugs. Oh my god, I can make. Oh my god, Ash, don't do yes. this to me. There's so many ideas now. I'm surprised you didn't present to me a Frogman image. Like, oh, I will. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. I just I hear me. Hear me out. Like it's not a thing that you need to do immediately or ever. Two but minutes. You know how you the podcast made... started. <laughs> I mean, you know when, like literally when our podcast started and you created our icon, you also created a little bongo mothman. Yeah. The gif. I kind of want one for almost every cryptid that we've done because Whew. if we could have like a collection of just instrument cryptids true oh my god we can have a tiny band that's what i'm saying the the frogmen like they there's just like two or three of them and they just open their mouth to sing and that's all they do yeah (laughs) that's a lot of work on you so don't do it but also i love to do it (laughs) if we have a (laughs) you hit like a manic episode and you just crank out Every single one in like an hour. Listen, listen. I could have the most important thing I have to get done by the end of the week. And I will not touch it because my manic episodes at 5 a.m. hit me. And I need to do it right now. And I'm more focused on the thing that I thought about two seconds ago <laughs> than the thing I have to get I've done. I've done that <laughs> so much. I, I have those all the time. And I get... My partner gets so mad at me because I'll sit here (laughs) and it'll come like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting sleepy. Let me clean the whole house. Oh my God. (laughs) Me. Yeah. Same. It happens every single time. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm vacuuming the couch. He's like, at 1030? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. I I had the spur of the moment. My... Mind juices decided to give me endorphins at this exact second, and I have to clean at this exact second. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Oh. It's a crazy thing. What is your Skloonfuls, Aish? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, how the tables have tabled. <laughs> how the tables have tabled. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, it's going to be really selfish. That's okay. Or materialistic. No, that's um, okay. But. Material girl. We're I spent money girls. this weekend. <laughs> I spent a lot of money. Um, and I say that not in a very prideful way. I should not have spent this much money. But I bought myself a beautiful Disney themed purse bag backpack purse backpack it's so pretty little mini the little mini backpacks Mm -hmm. um 
I got it. I only got it because of two reasons. One, I was going to get a discount on it. And two, if I decide to sell it, it is actually a collector's item and therefore could potentially be a lot of money because once they're done being sold, they're done being sold. So Yeah. But I'm that selfish person. Well, I'll probably never sell it because I love it so much. Um, it's the... It's the Loungefly bag that represents the purple wall in Tomorrowland. And if no one knows what I'm talking about, you never went to Disney and you never lived at Disney. <laughs> it's just a, it's just literally, it's just a wall in Disney. It's great. Um, so I bought that because my Deadpool one, which was just a black back, little mini backpack, um, it was starting to come apart because I have had it for three years essentially and it was just time for a refresh so I thoroughly enjoy this bag it's very roomy for a mini backpack um but besides that and I didn't tell you oh I got new leggings (gasps) you got new leggings but these leggings are made out of plastic bottles oh and they are the softest leggings I have ever worn in my entire life. Let's go. Yeah. They were incredibly decent priced. They were this is not an ad for Disney or any other company. Hashtag not, ad. This is just hashtag hashtag wanna be an ad. <laughs> wanna be an if ad. If we were if we were sponsored by Disney, which would never happen because true crime and Disney do not go together. Mm. If we were sponsored by Disney mm. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Oh, that'd be. Uh, We'd make so much money. Didn't he? Didn't he send us Gooby? Like, Gooby, <laughs> come on the podcast. That's all we want. We just want Gooby. I want to hear Gooby talk about some messed up murder. Yeah. I want to hear it. Gooby. I, you're yeah, invited. Come on that. through. Come on through. Let's do it. <laughs> um. But yeah, they, they're they UV protection leggings, so they protect you from the sun. Oh, good. Which you would be like, oh, they're pants. They are supposed to. No. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. No, listen, I am of potato uh, ancestry. I have the fairest <laughs> skin. If I go outside and there is any light outside, I will burn. does not matter. If I am wearing clothes or sunscreen, I will burn. I love how you're like, I am a potato ancestry, and I don't automatically think Irish. I think that you're literally from a potato. I'm just a potato. I'm a potato. I'm a potato. No, you're a tomato. I'm a potato. I'm a potato. Oh, TikTok. It's in my brain 24-7. <laughs> anyway, um, they're super nice um and the greatest thing is is like most leggings most leggings i pretty much fit in like a 2xl depending on the material Mm -hmm. right yeah um and that's just because mama's got thick thighs so i gotta i gotta get over like that speed hump essentially um (laughs) (laughs) that's what i call it for pants they're the speed hump um and they didn't have a 2xl they were like you can order them online and i was like right but if i order them online are they still gonna fit like 
my brain just goes on that whole rampage. Yeah. And my friends who are just about as thick as I am, maybe a little bit more, they got an extra large, which was the only large size available. And they fit them perfectly. And they looked at me and they were like, if they can fit me, they sure as hell can fit you. And I was like, that's impossible. And I tried them on and I bought three pairs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that like, they. it takes a, because they're brand new, so they don't have like the stretch. Yeah. Um, but like, they, it little wiggle, but I got them on and they are so comfortable. I don't think I'm wearing anything and I kind of have a panic attack <laughs> when I go to go outside and they're just amazing. They were well worth the money. So I'm just, I bought stuff. I'm happy that I bought stuff and feeling, feeling comfortable to make purchases without worrying about whether or not I'm going to make a couple of bills right now is really nice because mm-hmm. I, I've needed new pants, new leggings, a new back mini backpack for a while now. And just the fact that I was not only able to get them, but to get them in such good quality, just like, it just made me happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I felt fulfilled. Yeah. That's it. That's my scoople. I mean, if, and spending the weekend with my best friends in the whole wide world that I've known for years and years and years. That's also my scoople. True, but, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, But they literally know that. Yeah. I love them to the moon and back. They're the greatest friends that I've ever had, so. Yeah. Before they're like this bitch. Because <laughs> they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Now I'm going to get the look of like, wait a minute, you like your leggings more than you like the weekend? <laughs> no, I, my heart was very full this weekend, fuller than it's been in a long time. And I'm very happy to have people who surround me with love. And I'm very happy to spend time with you because <laughs> we joked about it, but Raft really is some of my favorite times together. Yeah. And not just... Like, obviously, this is also my favorite time. But I mean, like, just having just having a relax and, you know, we literally can just be on a Discord call for four hours and maybe say, like, five things to each other. And we're okay with that. Yeah. It's just chill time. Relaxing chill time. Exactly. So, I... I appreciate you. And I appreciate I you. Love you. I love and you. Our friends. <laughs> oh my god, we haven't mushed in a while. What's happening to <gasps> I us? I know. All right. You know what? Next podcast. No. <laughs> right off the bat. Right off the bat. Just coming in with the mush. The mush. The mush. Not just for each other, but also for you guys. Oh, for our viewers. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for uh, being with us for. Nine episodes. Oh, good lord. I know. Why? <laughs> Oof. That's, Oof. That's just over two months. What are we doing? What are, you, what are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stay. Stay here. <laughs> stay. Can Hello. you please uh, stay I'll and love us? Tea. 
rate the episode, like the episode. If you're new here, smash that like button. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, just the old YouTube just screaming out. Listen, I'm a YouTube baby. Okay. Oh my god, I grew up on YouTube. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Back when it was a little TV and not like the big red play button. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you we went. We've been through it. We've been through it. We've been through it. But please follow us on Twitter at mhm pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to hear your stories, your chit chatties, your Nicky natties, your your favorite teas, your ghost stories for today. Just anything and everything. We want to communicate with everyone and. Uh, you're going to see Skloon's mug. She's going to make s- that post. You're going to see my mug. Yeah, see it soon. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Keep your peepers uh, peeped. Peepers peeped. And if you want to do business with our podcast, if you want your own ad or discuss any kind of partnerships, please email us at uh, murderhorrormonsterspod at gmail.com. And we'll definitely get in touch with you because... Disney, just give us Goofy. Gooby. That's all we Gooby want. Gooby, come through. That's all we want. <laughs> Gooby, come through. Well, uh, before before we officially end today's episode, what's our scloonism? What is our... We didn't do it last time, so I feel like we definitely need we to do it We didn't do it last time? Oh. We didn't. I, I was a little upset with us. Oh no! Oh no! Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give I'll give us two, I'll give us two and make up for last time. Mm-hmm. Number one, maybe don't shoot at stuff if you don't know what it is. <laughs> maybe just don't do that. Don't randomly shoot at things. Don't don't we don't know. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh number two, go into the woods. Fight what's in the woods. No. Fight the creature in the woods. I, I thought we discussed this. Fight with the creature. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Assert your dominance, for Assert, sure. T-pose. If you're going to go into T-pose the woods, the creature. if you're going to go into the woods, assert your dominance and come out on top. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we will see y'all. Next week. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Go in the woods. This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.